0: Jason, today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is brought to the good people by Budget of Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget
1: blinds!
0: I gotta tell you, uh-huh. you've been doing that yell uh-huh. for about four years now. Yeah.
1: But dang, it's good to see you do it back in studio. I know it's different when it's like three feet across the table, <laughs> isn't it? So I don't even know how to stand right now. We're within social distancing space from one another. It's really weird. But it's good. It's good. Welcome it's good. back. To the
0: studio. And you know how people should celebrate? They should celebrate by going to see our friends at Budget Blinds Elite Summit, the
1: home of Signature Series Shades. I got another one for you. All hail our robot shade overlords.
0: All right, now I feel like the world really is coming back. We are.
1: Nature is healing. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I heard a rumor.
0: Uh Uh-huh. That long-awaited second retail physical location of Budget Blinds Mm -hmm. is happening. So it's getting ready to open. So if you're on that other side of the state line or you've got family and friends over there and they need to go visit them and ins- get the Signature Series shades for their home,
1: they can do it. Did you hear that rumor from a stoddard-shaped birdie? I did. Uh, like I figured that was probably the – you probably wouldn't pass on just a completely unsubstantiated, unproven rumors. And there you are. Good journalist you are, but here we are. So now if you are in Overland Park or anywhere on the Kansas side or here in the great, great city of Lee Summit, you have a budget blinds available to you in a short distance. So, he, what are you going to do,
0: Nick? They need to go and see our friends at Budget Blinds at Lee Summit. Tom, Jason, Nick, see you.
1: Hello again, and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I'm Jason Orbury, and as always. I am joined by a man who just wants a taco vacation. It's Nick Parker, the publisher of Link to Lee Summit. It's true. I mean, we always want a taco vacation, but, like, really, you know, it's summertime now.
0: I wonder if I could do that. If I could convince my family our entire vacation
1: will be based on taco stops. I think you have a challenge, but that may be more particular to your family than it would be to, like, just the, the concept in general. That's true. Your son might be a little bit more resistant. Yeah, that's true. But, you know. I he's guess. on he's on that other team. Yeah, I know, but he's also picky. He's a picky eater. He is, and that makes it hard to do food adventure. Yes, as a whole. So I, I get it. I get it. I've got a, I've got a teen the same age, and that one, that, that one's a little bit more, a little bit more uh, selective about what she wants to consume than, uh, than I would be. So, that's fine. No, they grow out of it. That's what I'm going to tell myself. They grow out of it. All right. Link to Lee Summit is the source for all the news you need about this very fine city and our unofficial sponsor today and for the rest of the week for me specifically is Bug Spray. Get it use it I am I'm going to scout camp this weekend with uh, with the daughter and the scout troop and uh, yeah there'll be some heavy application of bug spray and sunscreen we'll be uh we'll be bathing in that as much as possible because the uh, the bugs of the hills of Osceola have no mercy the bugs they be a biting they do they do be a biting so all right so get yourself sc- bug screened sunscreened have a good weekend everybody we have not a lot to talk about in terms of news we have one big item and then we've got an interview to uh we had to, a guest in studio we had a guest in studio our First in studio guest in a very, a, a very, very long time. And, and I'll we'll sum well, up the theme. Over a year. We're gonna sum up the theme of the, the interview in advance here. Woo parks. That's it. That's our theme for that interview. But we'll go there. So, but Nick, what's the big news story? All right, well, let's catch everybody up really quickly. This is
0: Wednesday coming up this evening over at the Stansbury Leadership Center is a public hearing, and it's going to decide whether or not. A terminated teacher, Joe Oswald, will remain terminated. We had a story, Jason, in City Summit earlier this week. Here's here's the thing. We don't really know all of the story, right? For many reasons, those those details are not public record, so they're not really available. There are quote-unquote media reports out there with some, some things and accusations. There are anecdotes and stories that are being spread through the Facebooks and the Twitters and stuff. Take those... As you will, right? We don't really know, and and here's the other thing, Jason. It's a public hearing. Hopefully, all of that stuff kind of will be made out, so people will know what happened. But we may not, right? There, and there will certainly be details, probably names that are that are omitted from from that public record. And one other thing for people to remember: the decision won't be made tonight, according to the rules they have. I believe it's up to ten days for the school board to make that decision, and that will likely. Be made and closed session, so we won't. We, there, there's a very good chance we won't know who
1: votes which way, and how that and how that goes. We will only know a decision. I mean, we can make some guesses, but that's that's what we would call uh, unbased speculation. We're right gonna avoid now, look, that. we're going to have
0: we we will have a reporter there for link to lee summit uh, tonight. So we'll get we'll get some audio. Hopefully, we'll get a little video too. We're going to get as much of that story out from the public record as we can. And, and, and I think too just just to have to have our reporter Cody Thorne there to get some context Jason to look get as much context as we can around what's going on because I know this has this has stirred a lot of conversation
1: in the community look I'm gonna say I don't uh, you know it's not on podcast brand for me to say nice things about you Nick but uh-huh. we're gonna do we're gonna do that in here in a second I'm gonna say your uh, your story. In there that I know Cody wrote and, and he gets the lion's share of the credit here. No, 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 no. That, that's our, our deal with Cody's. I get all credit. You get all the credit. He okay, works. Fine. I do the credit. All right. So, Nick, you get all the credit for. Well, I mean, look, be clear. You, you paid the man to write the story. So <laughs> there, there's something to be said for that. But but I mean, as a whole, I want to say that this was a really, really well reported story. It has all the facts. Like, as you put it, you know, there wasn't any uh un unsourced speculation. There was like, you know, there are media reports. And, and so all of the things that you're hearing, Remember, I think there's two things. Remember all the things you're hearing right now are, are, you know, reported from maybe not as tightly sourced, you know, from that and almost everything you've seen that's been put out and sort of in the, the public sphere on social media and what have you is the teacher's side of the story. Um, All you know, really, is the very, very skeletal things of what the district's decision was. And I think that's the thing that we should people should be looking for in the meeting. Don't I mean, a lot of people are going to go into that with a particular viewpoint, and they're going to want a certain outcome. But as we've talked about, like, I don't know, infinite number of times, right? The process is the key thing here. Like, what does the process look like? And, and it's not an outcome-dependent process. It's a, we want to have, we want to see that the system is working in the structure. And the other thing is, this is such a rarely used procedure, this this public hearing on a termination in, for a teacher in a school, you know, in Missouri, that we actually don't really know what that process is going to look like. So we're not only going to look to see what the what the allegations are, I won't say facts, what the allegations are and what the responses to those allegations are. But we're also looking to see how is the board and the district handling the process of this public hearing? Is it something that's going to give, you know, a a full hearing? Uh, Is it going to be sufficiently public to give the public some idea of what's going on? And, and then, you know, are the, is the, you know, the now terminated teachers, rights being fully, you know, vested in this process as well. So those are things that are really more. I think a couple
0: little things that, that gives note. One, the district has apparently decided to live stream this on the YouTube channel, but it won't be recorded. So that's, that's interesting to me.
1: That's weird, but okay.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting choice. Um, the other thing is, I think, just a little background. So this, the public hearing is a thing the teacher can request because he is a tenured teacher, and that's part of the, the tenure agreements with the unions and school districts. And in, state law. In the, in the state, right. It's, it's a state law. So, so that's why this is happening. But, yeah, you're right. It, it doesn't happen often
1: right and i mean nobody could tell you the last time it happened in district i don't think i'm not not, who knows i mean the law may not have been in existence the last time this sort of event would have taken place so there's there's a lot of those pieces in, in in play and so don't just pay attention to especially if you are vested in an outcome if you are in support of the teacher or if you are you know sort of prone to be in support of the administration don't jump into that with the if the outcome isn't the way you want, which we, of course we won't know tonight. It'll be a week or more before we get that. Look at like what the process looks like. Did the process do a good job of of giving you enough information to to form? A, if you came into this sort of as a blank slate, what's going on? There? Right, right.
0: Did the process provide evidence? Did it provide information that 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 we didn't
1: know? Right. And so that's that's what I'm going to be looking for. I mean, I I to be honest here, I, I may not watch it. I may have to catch the news reports. I'm going to be getting ready to go cover myself in bug spray as it turns out. So, but I mean as a whole, we're going to uh, that's the stuff that we're going to want to see when this comes out there and do definitely check in with linkedtoleasesummit.com for the what will certainly be Lee Summit's only local real sourced reporting on the subject matter. Wow. You were nice to me. I am. I so was I'm like, weird. well, look. I to say this. This is the thing. You know, we when we started this ridiculous enterprise of this podcast four years ago, one of the things that we talked about was, you know, with the essentially the shuttering of the journal, and and some of the other publications and their, you know opinion opinions vary on the quality of what's put out and and all those things there is a there is really there has been a dearth of of real local reporting and the star still sticks somebody out occasionally into doing stuff but uh, but honestly most of the the time that has been in the in the editorial section right right? it's like the stuff you see on a lot of reporting there's been opinion right there's been stuff on there but it's all opinion stuff and so we don't get as much really good reporting and so that you deserve you know this is the thing we wanted to talk about. sometimes our podcast, you know these two cranks sitting in a microphone um, now back in the bridge space studio, right but having opinions on things and talking about how to view things and so sometimes the only people we were the only ones out there really trying to tell you like talk to people about how to look at stuff and like to take a criti- how to take a critical eye towards things and now you've got you've you've brought in and this is part of your growth as a thing there and it's it's worthy of some praise now don't get a big head and i'm going to still tell you you're terrible at your job and all the normal things we do to each other i appreciate it as as part of the brand of the town hall podcast but but you guys are doing it you're doing a great job on this and and i think people should pay attention to the fact that like when we get one of the things that I think when people look at the media, they tend to not differentiate between opinion journalism and reporting journalism. And this is some reporting stuff. Nick and I are opinion journalists in this particular, if if we could be elevated to the realm of, we try to do with facts and what have you, but really we're not, we're not double, so, you know, we don't, we don't, that's not our stuff. We talk about stuff when it comes up. And this is, this is an opportunity where you guys are doing that real reporting that is something that... We really can be lacked at these very local yeah, There's
0: levels. a difference between reporting and analysis. Right.
1: And, and, and we, we do, fall more on that analysis we're, side. We're on more analysis, and and, and Cody's done a good job, and, you, and I'm glad that you are supporting and pushing forth real reporting on, on these important issues. We're
0: going to see more of Cody around town, so everybody get used to him. All right, Jason, let's bring in now our first guest in studio, In over a year. We were so
1: unprepared, we didn't even get video. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's Joe Snook. We are here with Joe Snook, the head chief in charge of the Lee Summit Parks and Recreation Ooh. Department. I don't know your I official like it. title. I like it when we do title changes. Right, I know. I don't know your official title, so we're just going to call you that. And I could have been much different. So we, I, I I managed to skate our first verbal landmine today by not uh, dropping something else in the middle of your <laughs> well, title. Well, you know,
0: look, it took you two seconds to get unprofessional.
1: It's true. All right, so Joe, how
2: are you today? I'm doing great. Appreciate awesome. the invitation to be Welcome here. Welcome
1: back. Welcome back. It's great to be back. And this is our first, I think, in. Studio recording, he says, as he whacks his microphone. In well, a our second manner. in
0: studio for you and me, but our first no, guest no, no, no. guest interview recording. in studio since since before the pandemic. It was it was Canada interviews right before the lockdown, and we all switched to to Zoom recordings.
1: Right, that's true. So, so before
0: the election was moved back. In 2020. Yeah,
1: it's been a bit. So uh, when we screw this up and are horrible and unprofessional, you'll know why. Well, that, um, that's just our brand. So, so Joe, we just wanted to talk. We wanted to have you in to talk a little bit about parks. Uh, you guys are doing stuff again, or, or still, but more stuff now. Um, and so we wanted to kind of get an idea on on all the things that are going on. So we're going to start with the – I've got a list of stuff here. So I'm going to start with the thing that's happening the soonest. Um I saw a post that you guys put out there on the social media feeds that the Kansas City Symphony is going to play in the parks. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes,
2: this is a, this is an event we're going to have Thursday evening. It's going to be 530, I believe, is the kickoff time at Lee McKeegan South. <clears throat> it's a partnership we, we started last summer. So during the pandemic, the Kansas City Symphony was looking for opportunities to get out and, and just share the music with, um, with people around the metro area. They called us. Uh, worked out great. We had them at a couple of different locations. They really enjoyed coming to Lee Summit. They reached out to us again this year and said, "Hey, can we do it again?" We said, "Absolutely!" So we are excited to have them on Thursday night, and they're gonna—I'm assuming—play a set of Steely Dan covers. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be Steely Dan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's that's the, that's the theme, right? This year yeah. is we're gonna do all all covers, all, covered, all, so cover, all gonna, cover bands, all, 70,
1: exactly. all 70s rock group covers, even if it's the Kansas City Symphony. So, but, well, tell tell us about the the setup there out at,
0: out at Lee McKeegan and how that that's all gonna work.
2: Sure. So they'll uh, they'll bring their uh, Trailer out. They have a portable stage, if you will. Uh, they'll they'll um, set it up in the middle of the park, uh, just off of one of our sidewalks. We're going to have a big open green space. Drive your car, bring your lawn chair. I'd maybe suggest a little shade along the way, an umbrella. It's going to probably be warm Thursday. And uh, pick your spot and enjoy the music. Fantastic.
1: Little little picnic concert. It is. Always good. And I, I know that they've been doing that all over the Metro mm-hmm. um, during the course of the pandemic. It's a great thing that they're doing, and I'm glad they're bringing it out here again because um, that's cool. Well, speaking
0: of concerts and cover bands, you just you just opened the amphitheater last weekend. Elton Dan and the Rocket Band. How, how did how did the opening of the amp go after you know sitting silent for a while?
2: Well, I'll tell you, it was I was excited to have live music back at our amphitheater and back in Lee's Summit. I, could, I was like a like a kid going to the candy store. It was fantastic. But uh, having Elton Dan, local local musician, lives right here in Lee Summit, uh, playing for us out there. We we had a great night. Our ticket sales were strong. Had a good turnout. A little toasty, but uh, the people braved the weather. I mean, it uh, is summer. It is summer. All right, it it is. But it was a little. It was it a was, little hot.
1: hot. It was hot. It was, but, hot. it was hot.
0: But I feel like people were itching to get out. They were see live music. I just, agree. Just be out doing do, stuff with Do groups.
1: stuff. Yeah, that's the
2: thing. I agree. I agree. And I think you know people are people are hungry for those activities, right? They're they want to get out, they want to be around the the community. They want to experience the live music. They want
1: to smile. They want to bring their kids. They want to have a good time. They want to do something other than stay six feet away from everybody on the trails in the parks. Exactly. <laughs> is, that, is that what we're doing? Or,
2: and, and, or sit in our house and watch another episode
1: of something on Netflix? But right? like that's the part we're not admitting ourselves. So I gotta say, <laughs> all right. So we had Elton Dan. You've already missed that if you if you didn't get out there last week. So sorry for you. Who else is coming to the amphitheater this summer? Yep. So we plan to have an event each month, June through
2: September. So Elton Dan just uh, kicked off uh, last week. So in July, we have Peace, Love, and Music coming. Uh, that is a tribute to the bands of Woodstock. So if you're into Woodstock in the 60s, it's going to be a great night. Uh, that that event is on Saturday, July 17th. Is this where I
1: drop my OK Boomer joke? Because
2: <laughs> that's literally my mother. <laughs> Uh, so, so we're excited to have them out there uh, Saturday, July 17th uh, in August. Uh, we have Landslide. That is a tribute to Fleetwood Mac. I will tell you right now. That is our highest uh, pre-ticket sales right now. Oh, so I can. As I look at the three remaining events, that one has the most tickets by far. So,
0: um, I, I totally, I, I, I that, can totally that. Does that does not surprise me at all. And, and, and probably, honestly, if I were going to rank them, that's probably the one I would rank top.
2: Really? Yeah. Well, and then and, and then our remaining band. With that and I don't know if I gave the date. That's Friday, um, August twentieth. Uh, and then we have our last of event which will be um bill Furness and one more round which is a tribute to johnny cash which is our second highest ticket seller right now that's up there too and that's a september 18th and that's also a saturday so those are the four events we have coming we are we are working behind the scenes we may be able to add one more uh i hopefully i'll know more in the next three or four weeks yeah what's that been like to to plan this because obviously when
0: you started planning you didn't know what capacities were going to be if you could hold giant public gatherings. Yeah. So, so how, how how has that been? And 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 two, I guess the next the follow up would, would be how hard is it to plan it open enough that well, if I can't
2: add more, I will. Yeah. So g- great question. We uh, uh, we started uh, having conversations with the county health department in January of this year because we were still. Wear a mask. We still had limitations in the size of crowds, so we didn't even know if we were going to be able to amphitheater. We provided them um, some protocols we thought we'd be able to implement to keep the events. They, they agreed that we could have a thousand person max, so <clears throat> we took that that capacity, and that's when we started. We're going to do a modified season this year. We didn't want to bring in any national acts because we thought we were going to have a modified number of people in there. And then, of course, what was it? It was a Friday you know, a couple of months ago, and all of a sudden, no more rules. (laughs) You're happy to do whatever you want. And so that really just opened it up for us. What that allowed us to do is to take the cap off the number of ticket sales. We didn't, you know, we're, we're not in a position to add national acts this year because those are just, it takes months to get that done.
1: Like I, I'm trying to book, like, the super, super, super local acts for my job, and it's still uh, uh, chasing chickens around in the in the yard. So I can't even imagine trying to get a national act in at that last second.
2: It, it, it is, and, and we're fortunate. So in 2009, in 2020, we had three national acts lined up. They were very uh, uh, accommodating and said, we'll do it in 2021. We were still worried about COVID in January and February. We, we worked with them again. So they have all agreed we're going to bring the national acts from 2020 in 2022. So we already have our national acts lined up for next summer.
0: Is, is, that, the, is that the silver lining, is, is we've done a lot of the planning already? <laughs>
2: in a lot of ways, yes, that is the silver lining.
0: What is what's capacity
2: out of the amphitheater? Uh, you
0: know, <laughs> I know you were planning. You said you were planning for about a thousand. Kind
2: of, I would say. You know, that's probably a debatable number. <laughs> uh, depends on who you ask. But okay, so let's just okay. pretend that let's the fire, pre- let's, let's pretend, pretend the, Jim
0: Eden is not listening. Yeah, okay. the fire marshals are not listening to us right now. <laughs> so
2: I was our capacity is probably twenty five hundred to three thousand, right? And it's hard to say because you know people will spread out a little bit because it's all general mission. They bring right. their blankets, they have their family, so you know the tighter you get them, but. Uh, Twenty five hundred is very comfortable. We could probably push it to three thousand if we
1: needed to. That's big. I didn't realize it was that big. It is huge. I
0: mean, even just sitting out there, I don't feel like. But I'm I'm bad at counting numbers.
1: Yeah, this is true. Math is not Nick's. <laughs> math is, Math <laughs>
0: isn't my thing.
2: <laughs> well, then we're not going to let you give us a, a attendance estimates. In <laughs> no, you no, should you give him. He'll you. just oh, make I, big I, numbers. I was I was like, like, well, I,
0: perfect. I mean, I, I twenty six thousand I mean, people were there. We I'll swear. Just,
2: I'll just go. I always guess big. Yeah. Oh, well, I like that you can come do an estimate for us anytime. Then we all feel better about ourselves. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> Four thousand people. It was great. It was awesome. Well, well,
0: what other stuff are you excited about? I know there's been construction projects. You just you just finished a bunch of things at Summit Waves, which is, by the way, one of the only pools open. Uh, so what are you what are you excited about right now? What's as as Jason said, his theme for today.
2: Woo Parks! Woo Parks. I love that theme. I mean, I, I don't think I could come up with a better theme for today. Um, He's you know, the creative one, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll send you a
1: bill for the marketing later. We'll get that. Almost feels kind of um, University of Arkansas-ish. Wow. Woo. Wow. That's wow. Gonna, and that's, I always say that because – That's the most controversial thing that we're going to hear out of Joe Snook today. Right there. <laughs> well, I always say
2: that because I have, I have a reference point because my youngest son is a University of Arkansas student, so oh, I know okay. about the, the woo, woo big, pigs silly. and all that and all that. So <clears throat> anyway um, – there's a lot to be excited about. I mean, this is, you know, I've written numerous times in my weekly reader uh, information that I think this summer is going to be a lot more like 2019 than 2020, obviously. And for us to be able to run all of our programming at the levels that we're used to doing is just exciting. So for example, we have our camp summit program going, we are serving over 400 kids a week in that program, which is very comparable to where we were two summers ago. We average about 450 a week. Last year, we were limited to 160 maximum capacity. So for us to be able to triple the number of <clears throat> young kids who can come in and have that great experience over the course of summer to me is exciting. Um, we have uh, a couple of projects from a construction standpoint that we're going to kick off um, early this summer, probably July, August. Um, the first one is Veeley Park. It's a small neighborhood park up north, just north of Lakewood off of Anderson Drive. Um, that and might as well be
1: in Canada, honestly. <laughs> so, but, okay. Appreciate that you, you're you giving some love to that part of the city. Yeah. Well, it was
2: it, – it was, um, you know, it's it, unfortunately, about a year and a half ago, we had vandal, vandals burn down the playground out there. Holy moly. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, it's it was a neighborhood park that was on our list for renovations, but it was about five years down the road. We were able to relocate some existing playground equipment from – actually from Lowenstein Park renovation so they're in a temporary fix but that moved that project up and so we've worked with the neighbors throughout the entire um, COVID process so all zoom meetings this is the first time we did any kind of public input process and it was all via uh, <laughs> virtually and it went great we had great uh, input from them but we're gonna be working on that project starting early July and then a project we're so excited about is Pleasant Lee Park it's one of our older parks right in the middle of town um, and uh, we're gonna do a big renovation there uh, we have some federal funding that's going assist us with that now we we are anticipating the final award of a two hundred fifty thousand dollars grant to help with that project so that one hopefully will start um in early fall fantastic
1: that's good so how is summit waves doing i mean clearly we've seen come to the stuff that's like one of the only pools open in the city and and what have you so what's going on over there
2: well it is busy it is very (laughs) it is very busy in fact it's probably a little too busy the first two weeks uh, just got to give you guys some reference uh we had uh, the first two weeks of the operation on each Saturday, we had 2,900 visitors over the course of one day. Okay. So that's coming in between 11 and seven. Um, a good day in a normal summer, we would have about 15 or 1700. So we were smashed and it caused us, some, it caused us some problems. We had a lot of parking problems and so forth. We had a lot of line issues. And so we put some, uh, we, we made some changes for this past weekend. Uh, we made, all of our ticket sales for single visits are online and we limited the number of ticket sales so we can make sure
1: we can uh, accommodate it from a parking and last weekend was fantastic so what obviously since i mean you guys did a whole big bunch of construction and then of course it all happened and then like nobody got to use it basically for in 2020 um, so what, what is new? Well, you guys build a whole, I see it, but I don't actually, you know, tell people what it is that you guys did there sure. to, in the expansion or improvements. There. Yeah. So
2: last year we opened up the wave pool at Summit
1: Waves. It's an 8,000 square foot body of I'll water. I it seems weird that we have Summit Waves and it didn't have a wave pool, but I'm <laughs> going to forgive hey,
2: you since you have We now. had a lot of waves there. Okay? <laughs> okay. We did not need a wave pool to have a every, lot of waves. Every time Nick or I got in the water, waves <laughs> happened. So look,
1: he's, he's making waves. It's true.
2: So, well, that's so nice. (laughs) That's the worst pun, Dad. (laughs) It is. (laughs) terrible. So we added 8,000 square foot. That gave us an additional 600-person capacity, which was great. I will tell you, there's only two wave pools in the Kansas City metro area, Lee's Summit and Oceans of Fun. There's no other wave pools in the entire metro area that you can go to. So we have a very unique feature and amenity, and it is popular. I mean, last year we opened. We Again, we had some very tight restrictions. We could only have 600 people capacity in the building. So it was like, you know. BBs in a boxcar is what I call it. It was like a lot of space and not a lot of people. And people love that, right? They are 600 people. They had full access to the facility. This year, we're pushing, you know, on a regular basis, um, over 1,000 people on the weekdays, which is busy weekdays. And on the weekends, we are pushing probably around 1,800. That's a lot. That's a lot. Well, I think, you know, combination, hot, and everybody wants out of the house.
0: Yeah,
1: that And you don't have anybody, so you can't go anywhere else. (laughs) And
2: you're not going to another pool. And there's not a lot of pools open that are, yeah, municipal pools. Even even, uh, the big private water parks are having struggles to be open every day of the week. And quite honestly, it's a staffing issue. Most of the facilities in the metro area are huge staffing issues. We are very fortunate. We have some great full-time staff. They were on top of it. We... We are actually overstaffed. This may be the first time I've said this in my 20 years, that we are overstaffed <laughs> with guards, but we are overstaffed. So we are fully staffed in a very good position when it comes to keeping our facilities open. Wow,
1: that's fantastic. All right, so you've got uh, – there. not everything is on the – well, I guess we'll call it historic schedule, although I think referring back to two years ago and calling historic seems a little weird, but we're going to go with that. Um, so – Joe, tell us a little bit. Now you 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 mentioned us in, in the pre-show that there are a couple of events that would traditionally be in these months but are going to move somewhere else. So talk to us a little bit about those. Yeah, thank you.
2: Yeah, we uh, we have two two athletic events, if you will, that typically happen in. Oh, well, the Nicaraguan. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm out. So you guys might not be aware of them. They're called <laughs> Night Flight. Oh no, I hear about them. <laughs> okay. I go, that looks like effort. I'm not going. Yeah. So <laughs> Night Flight is our annual 5K run, and Tour de Lakes is our annual bike ride that has multiple length of course so You can either tim out ride 35 mile ride for you Nick of 55 and for everybody else to 62. oh right right. so (laughs) so there's plenty of options for everybody there and um uh, but those events again we were looking can we have these in june and when we have to make those decisions in january we couldn't do it and so um after we found out that the restrictions were lifted uh This past spring, we went ahead and made a decision. We're going to move these to the fall. We'd like to get these in before the end of the year. So we are planning a tour to lakes and a night flight events in October. So more information for those will be coming out very soon. Awesome. I've always, I've seen, and I used to live
0: out there by by Lakes Park. So I've always seen the people doing the rides and it looks really cool.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's really. He, well, I almost break a sweat watching I mean, other people it, exercise. It it's great. looks like it would be fun. Actually, as a participant in Tour de Lakes for the last several years, I'm very excited that it's going to be in October instead of June. Because oh, I can June, imagine June. You, you can you either have 50 degree morning or you can have a 90 degree morning. Okay. And I've ran I've ridden both in June, and so I'm hoping October is usually a great month. We have uh, we have a big
0: cycling group in Lee Summit. There are a lot of. I, I, I should say groups but there are a lot of people that this is that's that's a that's their sport their exercise activity you can during the spring and summer and even fall you can see people out riding Yep, the cycling culture
2: is incredible in in the lee Summit metro area and in the kansas city area but we'll draw you know typically we'll do 850 to 900 riders for the tour to the lake so There are are still not a lot of organized rides this year because I think a lot of people were in the same boat we were. They typically will have their rides in June or July. They had to make their decisions. They don't have, like, a
1: pile of permanent staff to help, like, hit it on the fly either. (laughs) Exactly.
2: I was going to say, most of them are volunteer-type organizations um, where we, you know, as a parks rec agency, I have full-time staff. We can can adjust our schedules a little bit better than volunteers can. Um, So I think we're going to – I'm anticipating it's going to be a a big ride. I think people, again, like, whether you want to go to music, if that's your thing, or – you know, maybe it's some ways, but I think people are itching, right? The cyclists are itching for an event like this. And so I'm hoping that uh, we roll that out. I'm hoping it'll be our biggest attendance yet. I'm going to throw a little curveball at you. I
0: didn't, I didn't tell you that this kind of thing was coming. But talking about cycling reminded me, at, at some of your parks... In the past, you've done rentals with bikes and kayaks and paddle boards. Yep. Obviously, that had to pull
2: back a little bit during COVID times. Is all that back now? It is, and thanks for uh, thanks for mentioning that. Yes, uh, last year we had to discontinue all of that. Um, but this year we have our, our uh, stand-up paddle board and canoe rentals at, at Level Community Center going strong. And we do have bike. And uh, it's a nominal fee. I think it's a couple of dollars. Our bicycle rentals at both Lovell and Longview Community Centers are available. We have e-bikes at both those locations, and those are still free
1: rentals. So everything
2: is in full swing.
1: Awesome. Cool. I keep forgetting. You. There's two things there. One, you renamed you renamed a, a, community, a community center after that other guy. Uh, and the, uh, the, the, the predecessor that you're showing up. Yeah. I mean, he was only well, – Well, thank know, you. I <laughs> guess – hey, look, here's the thing. If you if you stay in this job for 40 years, we're going to name something after you two. So we promise. So <laughs> – I can only imagine what that might be. Uh, That was
0: my little shot, just to test to see if Tom's
1: listening. Yeah, (laughs) Um, and and then of course you guys uh, the. Uh, parks and Rec Park purchased the or purchased and did all that process with the Longview Community Center um, mm-hmm. out there at the community college and and you're operating that as well so you just for those of you who haven't been able to access the parks in the last couple of years there is more stuff and when they when we say level they mean legacy and you know that's where that is did the building didn't change just the name on it did and and all those things so I just they, they reminded me so I want to make sure everybody else is on top of that as well. Joe, welcome back. Thanks for stopping by. It was fun to have you. It was wonderful to be here. Thank you, gentlemen. All right.
0: That'll wrap us up for this week. We'll talk to everybody next time.